this list is a list of things that I do for myself, which actively builds a friendly relationship with myself, which act- actively strengthens uh, the trust within myself. And as a result, I'm able to do, say, be who I am more freely because suddenly the fear of being abandoned or rejected by other people just isn't as strong. to talk about this today because sometimes when people talk about being your own best friend if you're unfamiliar with it or you're lacking ideas for when to be a friend to yourself it can be kind of hard to work out you know what, what's friendly and what's not um, a good base uh, rule of thumb is treat yourself exactly how you would treat a good friend I recently watched how to be a friend to yourself, a video by School of Life. I'll link that in the show notes. Incredible video wraps up uh, 27 years of learning for me and uh, finally discovering, yeah, around the age of 27 that it was even possible to have a friendship with myself. And now I don't think that that friendship was completely non-existent before that, but it was around that time I actively... Uh, became aware that this was something I could develop and I started noticing how huge an impact it had on my life when I felt more comfortable. Well, basically, I felt safer to just be myself because I was my own friend and I was beginning to validate myself from within myself. So my value wasn't dependent on other people's thoughts and judgments about me. It was determined only by me. And really, I think it's important to mention that the quality of your relationship with yourself, I've mentioned this in other episodes, but the quality of the relationship with yourself will dictate the quality of all other relationships in your life. So if you're treating yourself really well and uh, just with all the compassion and kindness that you need in the moments that you need them, then chances are you'll also show the same compassion and kindness to those close to you, those around you, friends, family, partners. And also the opposite is true. If you don't care about how you're feeling, you try and squash down your your emotions and just push yourself to the limit, burn the candle at both ends, so to speak. <laughs> um, I laugh because that's not something I usually would say if I wasn't talking into a microphone. It's just a random colloquial phrase I'm throwing in there. Yeah, so if there's an uncaring, uncompassionate, just sort of not really giving a crap about how you're feeling and then the chances are very high that those traits will also be prominent in your other relationships with other with others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should stop giving myself a, a hard time for speaking all the words at the top of the list 
would have to be asking myself what I need in this moment and listening to the answer and also taking taking action on that. That's a huge one. And, and I found that the more you ask it, the clearer the answer is and the easier to take action uh, on the thing that you need in that moment. So an example of that might be you realize you're at work and you realize you haven't had a moment to stop thinking and just tune into yourself. Just taking a moment to ask yourself what you need in this moment. That is a friend making action in my books. You can imagine if you could see a friend was having a crazy day, just nonstop. And then you just took a moment to ask them, Hey, let's, let's take a break for a moment. What do you need right now? Like, like how's your day been? And do you need anything in this moment right now? Do you need some food? Do you need to rest? Do you need to take a break from the computer? Whatever the answer is, just the act of asking yourself what you need in this moment is a very self-loving, self-befriending action. And it's easy to dismiss these little internal actions that we do because they happen inside us. There's no big physical action going on, but they're often the most powerful steps and and should be acknowledged for what they are. I mean, and if so, if you're asking yourself, "What do I need right now in this moment?" This is crazy. I'm going to take a break and deliver on exactly what I'm talking about. I just asked myself what I needed. The answer was a back massage because there's a lot of tension in my back. My head also feels like it's not in it right now. So I'm going to take a break, give myself a massage, and I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Well, that certainly helps. Back from the tiny massage. If you're wondering how I massage my own back, I used a very firm spongy ball on a yoga mat and I just rolled around on it like a guinea pig. Um, I actually haven't ever seen a guinea pig roll around on foam balls on a yoga mat, so it might be a world's, world's first. World's first human guinea pig. And yeah, let's get back to it. For a long time, I would remain in unpleasant situations. And so when I say for a long time, previously, I would remain in unpleasant situations until they were either over or I started to enjoy them again. But looking back, I see that this was actually quite neglectful to how I was feeling during that situation or event or whatever was going on around me at the time because I was ignoring how unpleasant it felt and just hoping it would get better. I was ignoring it because I didn't want to cause a fuss. I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable by saying, hey, it's been great seeing you, but I've got to go home now or um, just taking myself out of a any kind of social situation a situation that deals with other people and listening to those unpleasant feelings instead of pretending they're not there 
and I used to think this wasn't a big deal, but pretending you don't feel how you feel is not only incredibly inauthentic to yourself, but it diminishes the trust that you have. It's quite weird, the the trust you have in yourself, for yourself. How do you... It's a really tricky thing to talk about, but I'm doing my best. So just as if you ignored a friend or a child who who wasn't enjoying being in a certain situation or around certain people, that child is going to feel ignored and they're going to not trust you to take care of them when they're in a scary or unpleasant situation in the future. But when you do listen to them, or in this case, listen to yourself and take yourself out of that situation, it gets, the, tr- the trust starts building. And I just want to bring this back to me because I don't want it to sound like I'm preaching at people and telling them what to do. So when I'm in, when I've been in unpleasant situations, it could be a group of friends and someone brings along a new friend and that friend is just a little bit weird and talks about things in a really intense way or inappropriate things and it might be affecting the whole energy of the group but I have no obligation to stay there and it may feel better to take myself home or at least go into another room and talk with someone I enjoy talking with. So obviously the aim here is not to be a dick about things, but um, so I would politely excuse myself if I'm in conversation. This has happened recently, actually. I excuse myself from the conversation just saying, hey man, that's really interesting. That really inappropriate thing you just said, that's that's so interesting. Hey, I'm just going to go to the bathroom or I'm just going to see what uh, Jenny is up to, fictional Jenny. And um, that was it. That's how you end the com- the interaction from an unpleasant situation. And there's no there's no weirdness around it. If they keep trying to engage you, okay, you might have to get a little bit more assertive. But for the most part, it's more than enough to politely excuse yourself and explain where you're where you're headed. But the most important part here is that we don't ignore how we're feeling inside if we're going through some unpleasant feelings or we're around, yeah, while we're around other people in a situation we don't need to be in. So just to summarize, taking yourself out of unpleasant situations builds the trust with yourself and ignoring your feelings and remaining in that situation decreases the trust in yourself to take yourself out of an unpleasant situation in the future. So this isn't about being 100% perfect and nailing it every time. It's it's more about like the the general trend. Do you usually ignore your feelings and just hope the situation gets better or do you take action on your feelings and provide some more uh, comfort for yourself when you are feeling unpleasant? Now, usually people are talking about befriending yourself by doing physical actions, doing like very clear defined actions um, like... I mean, I'm going to talk about a few of them a bit later, uh, like taking a shower, taking yourself for a walk, uh, cooking yourself a nice a nice meal, all really great things to do. But right now, I just want to focus on one that is more internal because I feel that's an area to self-love or, or self-friendship that isn't really recognized so often. And one of the ways I do that for myself is I will 
simply acknowledge how I'm feeling in this very moment and allow all of my feelings to be there and hold them with compassion. So there's no sense of trying to push them away, wishing that they were different, wishing that I wasn't feeling them. It's just accepting everything that I find within me as just as it is. And that is a friendly thing to do. So an example of this uh, might be, I mean, th- this, this gets quite hard when you're experiencing, again, unpleasant feelings. I'm saying that a lot, but yeah, when you're going through a hard time, it can feel really difficult to just be with whatever's inside you because it can feel like the feelings you're having may overwhelm you if you give them the space to just stretch out and be. So often I find myself trying to control them or think myself out of them. And obviously that doesn't work. Anyone who's tried that will tell you it does not work. And in fact, it creates this resistance, this other tension uh, on top of the uncomfortable feelings that doesn't really take you anywhere other than this blocked, tense, uncomfortable state. And I love using river analogies because it's all about flow with a river. You can imagine the resistance in there if you're not accepting what you're feeling is like a dam in the river. And to remove that dam, to remove that block of resistance, all you need to do is become aware of what you're feeling and allow and just give yourself permission to feel all of those things and again there is no 100% perfect with this any amount of acceptance about what you're feeling doesn't have to be absolutely every ounce of what you're feeling every single unpleasant feeling that you're having any amount of it will begin to break down that dam and the and the water will begin to flow again and you'll begin to feel some sense of relief I just realized there was someone using the vacuum cleaner while I was talking. They have stopped. I will continue. So I think that's really all I wanted to say about that that point of uh, being friendly to yourself. Just acknowledging how you're feeling inside is a really, really powerful uh, and often overlooked step to just building that trust with yourself and, and befriending yourself. Now I just want to move on to more of the the physical things you can do for your body, um, and I'm putting this under the heading of nurture, nurturing my body. On yeah, nurture your body, because yeah, oftentimes if I've come home and it's been a really hard day, as I mentioned before, a nice hot shower will will sort of relax all the muscles and just make me feel really good and just. It's interesting how you can do these physical things to really uh, refresh how you're feeling inside and taking a shower is one of them and washing, just wash your whole body really well, wash your hair, give it a brush if you've got some long hair and maybe even you want to cut your nails or do whatever you've been neglecting to do with your body um, and just do all of it. Go through the full grooming routine. You decide what it is you would like to do to, to nurture your body, to take care of it. It could be 
filling up the bathtub with boiling hot water and just laying in there for an hour until you fall asleep. Actually, that's a really, really nice one. I might do that soon. And music, music, nurture your ears, listen to music, put on some really nice, put on your favorite music on some headphones and just bliss out. Next one I'd like to talk about, this is directly related to authenticity and so speaking up when something doesn't feel right for you or when you don't understand something or when you, yeah, when you'd like to know more about something. So in a nutshell, you can describe this as saying yes when you mean yes and saying no when you mean no. When you feel like it's a no inside you, when you feel like it's a yes inside you. So if someone invites you to the movies and you don't feel like going out with this particular person or seeing this movie, then you say, okay, let's just choose one of them. You do, you like the person, but you don't want to see the movie they've suggested. Instead of being like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's go and see the movie you want to see. You'll be like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to the movies with you, but I really don't feel like seeing that film. Now that may sound really, really obvious to some people, but I've surprised myself sometimes how much I would just go with the flow of what other people wanted and realize later that that was actually not what I wanted to do and feel a bit resentful inside myself for having uh, done that, having done something I actually didn't want to do. So this one is all about saying it how it is. If you feel, if you feel unable to listen in a conversation just let the other person know, hey, you know, let them know what's going on. Hey, I'm really tired. I feel really distracted right now. I'm sorry. Can you just repeat that last sentence? Instead of pretending that you got everything and you are on the same page. So it's speaking up for yourself. Another one that's just come to mind. I remember a friend of mine went to the doctor one time and they came out of it with all these questions and I asked them, how, how, how did it go? Like, what, what did he say? And they didn't really understand what the doctor had told them or they had heard what, they, what the doctor had said, but they didn't understand what each of the things meant. And they had all these questions to ask. And I said, why didn't you ask the doctor? And they, were, they didn't feel like they had the right to ask the doctor who was seen as this authority figure to explain further what he meant by this instruction or um, what this medication does. And I found that quite interesting. And I realized, no, I've done that myself as well. With authority figures, I just kind of shut up and listen and be like, oh, okay, Uh, they said things. So I'll just pretend I understood everything. And if I didn't, don't ask a question, just pretend you did and sort of bumble along and uh, just hope, hope for the best. But really, that is not a self-empowering. That is, n- that is not a self-empowering thing to do. If you don't understand what someone has said, it doesn't matter who they are. You're allowed to ask, "Hey, can you repeat that, or can you explain that in more detail? I didn't get this last bit." And there's this really nice feeling that comes up when you do it, especially with people you wouldn't or- ordinarily feel. Uh, that that was appropriate to do with people, you know, of authority, 
um, or even um, even your own parents to just be like, hey, can you explain that again? I, I uh, didn't get that or I'm feeling really distracted right now. Can we talk another time and actually make the time to talk? So just stating really real, 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 real <laughs> what's inside you and being honest and open about it, that's really authentic. And at the same time, it strengthens this friend relationship with yourself because you're telling yourself, you're showing yourself that, hey, your questions are important and I'm going to go get some answers to this question and I'm going to go ask this person and they're going to help me with my questions. The last point I wanted to touch on before we wrap this episode up is taking some time every week to spend with yourself, dedicated time with yourself. Uh, I recommend a minimum of one hour and that's just so you can really sort of sink into the time and uh, connect with yourself and perhaps see what's going on inside you, what's been going on recently and digest a bit of it if you haven't had the time to do so. But the emphasis here is on fun, doing something fun with yourself every week and particularly not work-related and it doesn't have to involve someone else. So some examples of that, I, I'm a person who really likes stationery. So I've been known to take myself to as the, the best stationery shop uh, in town and just look around for hours and maybe buy a notebook and a new pen or go to a bookshop and look at all the books, get some out, throw them around, get kicked out of the shop. No, I don't really do that last part. Um, any, any place you want to go that you haven't been in a while that excites you, that makes you feel comfortable and relaxed and at ease. Another example could just be finding a nice bench by the ocean while the sun sets or taking yourself to the movies. Or even, this has just come to me, taking yourself on a really long drive, really casual, calming drive with nowhere in particular to go, but you just sort of feel where it is you would like to go. If you would, you know, it's a question every time you get to the top of a street, there's a question for yourself, should I go left or should, should I go right? All of these things I've touched on, they're actually relatively small things you can do for yourself to remind yourself that, yes, I am the friend of myself and not just any friend, but perhaps the best friend who can take yourself to all of these places and tune into your feelings, accept them as they are and know exactly what it is you need and provide that for yourself in any moment. So I'm going to write this up in a little list in the post and I'm sure you're looking at it right now if you're listening to this. If not, you can go and check that out at beersforbeing.com slash 47. That's episode 47. Um, just as a side note, you can uh, do that for any of the other episodes. If you know the episode number, you can just type in beersforbeing.com slash and whatever episode number it is. So this one is 47. You just type 47, hit enter. Bam, you go straight there. So as I said, every one of these little steps is a reinforcement and a building of that trusting relationship with yourself. 
And with a stronger self-relationship, it's easier to just be yourself. In fact, it happens naturally, as I described in the What is Authenticity episode. And it just happens naturally because there's not such a great dependence on the judgments or opinions of others uh, and the fear of messing up in front of them or saying the wrong thing or asking a question that's too direct or too, or just asking too many questions. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I believe I will end this episode with a spontaneous, no, I, I don't actually have anything spontaneous prepared. If you have been getting something out of these episodes, I say this almost every week, but if you have been getting something out of these episodes, it would mean a lot to me if you could head over to uh, the podcast on iTunes. Just type the type B is for being into the iTunes store. And if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be so good. When you do leave an impression in the form of a rating or a review or both, uh, it lets other people know that there's some value in there for them as well. And they'll be more inclined to check it out. And I, you know, I, I'm just trying to help people. So if you have found it helpful, I would be grateful if you went and did that. If you haven't, send me an email uh, on the contact page. That's beesforbeing.com slash contact and let me know exactly why. Because I will listen to your feedback and make some changes if necessary. All right. That about does it for this week. And I will see you next Sunday.